Welcome to the family with Doug Sprinthal and Andy Brant Bernard. And we'll be right back, kick things off. Of course, the second hour today, first hour is going to be Timmy Lammers. Second hour is going to be Car Selling Secrets with some dope. I can't remember who it is you got. We might as well just, we don't even have to work with those two. No, they just sit back and listen to them talk. That's right. Blah, 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 blah. (laughs) We'll be right back with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us. We talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? And I just had no answer. for. <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Mm-hmm. My little Dougie, is that what you want? Yeah, that that's what we're going to do a live spot here. And we're doing a live spot here at Doug Sprinthal, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. We are buying used cars like crazy. Uh, if you have a lease that's coming due in the next six months, doesn't really matter which brand it is. There's a pretty good chance we can get you out of it early uh, with no penalty. Some models even a little bit longer than six months. If you have elderly parents that no longer uh, are going to be driving and you would just want to sell their cars and you don't want to go through the brain damage of Craigslist, meeting people with a bag of money in the back of Burger King parking lots at 3 in the morning, get a hold of me at DougAtWalzer.com. I'll connect you to the appropriate people. I've been getting a ton of emails from people that are at home, working at home with their spouses, and they're like, you know, you got two cars. We really could probably save some money and just drive one until we all go back to work in the office. That's perfect. So email me at Doug at Walzer.com. I will connect you with the appropriate general manager, depending on brand and stuff. And uh, I would say of all the people that have contacted me in the last month, we bought 80, 85% of the cars. So that's, that's good. A, that's phenomenal. Yeah. No doubt about it. Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. I thought I'd make that up. Not quite. In any case, I'm looking down at the front page of a news delivery service. You want to talk about the gaggle of dimwits. (laughs) Yeah. Jesus. The news today, Kim Jong-un, Cher wearing a bright blue wig, and Steve Bannon... Steve, how's that? Uh, you know, I, I am going to have them look for it because I about three years ago, somewhere in there, mm-hmm. I asked a question on the air and nobody answered me. I said, you ever seen Steve Bannon? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've seen Steve Bannon. I said, he just looks like a guy that should be in prison <laughs> or has been in prison. Or AA, possibly. No, AA, because it'd be another good choice. He is a mess, and now he probably will end up in prison. So what? What? What happened? Oh, he, there, he was indicted this morning. Got arrested this morning. Uh, it's twenty-five million dollar uh, charity. Build the wall. Remember that? Well, kind of. Well, he funneled some of the money to himself. Uh. And he and some other guy. They funneled money to themselves, so they could get up to twenty years in prison uh. apiece. 
And Steve, I'm looking at you. You ain't going to make 20 years in prison, Steve. I'll tell you that. Has the has the president weighed in on this? This is news to me. I didn't. Oh, it just happened. Just happened a couple hours ago. Because doesn't say anything about the president yet. I've learned that if you look at his reaction, you can kind of tell if the guy's going to get in trouble or not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's I very, think when very Michael true. Cohen went away, he just took, got the 10-foot pole out and said, Yep, yeah, never met the guy. No, I, who? I oh, don't know man. who you're talking about. Absolutely. No, he, I, was I, the, he was the guy that started, started Breitbart, right? Steve Bannon? He started, yeah, with, with Andrew Breitbart and he. Yeah, the two that I started. think so. I think that's right. So now one's in prison and one's dead. How are we doing? You know what I mean. Batting a thousand. You know what I'm talking about. I I I got to tell you, Doug, and I'm very serious about this. I, I I don't watch conventions. I've never been watched a convention on TV in my life. I have no interest in watching conventions because it's all blah 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 blah. Aren't we wonderful? So I don't even watch them. But I tell you, some of the stuff that's going on now in the political world, it's like, are you people insane? And it's on both sides. It's yeah. not a one-sided deal at all. These people are. They're nuts. Here's the thing that, and I haven't watched all the Democratic convention. I watched Jill Biden last night and somebody else the other day. And the thing that's nice about it not being live, I mean, political speeches, whether it's the State of the Union address, it's basically calisthenics. Who's ever speaking, whether it's the president or people that are running, get to say maybe two sentences and everybody's obliged to stand up and clap for two minutes. It's the most boring thing to watch, at least with it virtual. They're more, I think the speeches are better, whether you agree with the content or not. It's just a No, I understand that. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm I'm imploring God to answer a question for me, because if (laughs) if God does answer it for me, I will know there is a God. Okay. My question, after watching this, uh, the highlights of it, I don't watch the convention itself, but I watch the highlights of it. God, who's more arrogant, Donald Trump or Barack Obama? Holy God, those two guys are arrogant. It's unbelievable. It could be, what do they call it, a flat-footed tie? I never understood <laughs> that expression. Flat, I, don't, I don't understand that either. Anyway. A flat-footed tie must be when you, you plant that last foot over the goal line or yeah. whatever. I don't know, but do you think, because you've paid attention to politics your whole life, do you think that politicians now are more arrogant than they've ever been? I mean, there's Boy, some arrogant a, folks in the past. tough to call. Yeah, probably. I, you true. know, I. It, yeah, I don't know. I, there's a couple that I think weren't. You know, I'm a big Jimmy Carter fan. I, I think Reagan had a pretty good self-image too, and wasn't super oh, arrogant. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I mean that in a good way. I Jimmy mean, Carter he, didn't. He was not arrogant in the least. No. He's a very nice guy. Um, but you look at, you know, JFK was certainly arrogant. I mean, There's he had no that doubt about that. Ivy League kind of air about him. Yeah, he did. Maybe Eisenhower, and although that was a little before my time, I think, yeah, me you know, too. He, he seems like, I think soldiers that are in really, really bad conflicts like Eisenhower or your father-in-law, mm-hmm. you know, they tend to come out of it a little bit more of big picture thinkers, I think. It's I like, think that's true. You know, yeah. So I would, I would put him maybe in that class. Yeah, you're probably right about that. And, you know, LBJ, he was arrogant as a son of a bitch. Then you had uh, Richard Nixon. He couldn't get more arrogant Yeah, he was Richard a little Nixon. power mad. Just a little, you but know. Gerald Ford seemed like a pretty good yeah, guy. Yeah, he seemed like a nice guy falling down the stairs all the time. <laughs> Chevy Chase he made millions Chevy off. Chevy Chase into treatment. <laughs> he did, absolutely. For wrecking his back, trimming the Christmas tree. <laughs> 
So I don't know. We'll see who it is. But but as I said before, whether it's Donald Trump or it's uh, uh, Joe Biden, uh, I I will live through it because uh, I think. Let me get Andy. I want your take on this too. So it's Donald Trump or it's Joe Biden. Doesn't matter to me either one, and I'll tell you why. Because we have a pile of debt. Our taxes are going to go through the roof because they have no option. Boy, I wish we yeah. still had beer in the studio like the old days. <laughs> yeah, I could, exactly. I could use Start, one right about now. Got a whole lot of liquor. Drinking it's like close a to fish. noon. It's noon on the East Coast. Yeah, it's noon on the East Coast, exactly. But uh, do you see any way of getting it? That's, uh, I want to ask Paul that when he gets here later. Do you see any way to get it? Unless we sell assets. What assets do we have you know, to it's sell? It's interesting because when Mike Bilski was in and we are asking him, I mean, I, I know a fair amount about a lot of different subjects but economics is not my long suit right. it's like well what what about all this debt we're racking up and he's like eh, as a percentage of the gdp we're fine it seems yeah not. that's true and bankers are typically pretty fiscally conservative but the problem with that i think is i think the bilski's right i just think the government's not going to admit it they're going to say oh we got major problems and we're going to have to raise your taxes that's what i think is going to whether yeah. it's true or not they're going to raise our taxes so I don't know what to tell well, you. Well, I think that. if the Dems get in, the, the the tax breaks that the large corporations have enjoyed in the last few years will probably get changed. I don't Except know. for big tech, of course, because big tech kisses their ass at yeah. high noon on Broadway. We'll find out. I don't. I don't know. I guess so. Hey, I'd love to see big tech pay their fair share of taxes. That'd be phenomenal. You know how many trillions of dollars that would be, probably. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, the, those guys have been skating far too long. Cause is, what's Apple's cap or worth now? Did they hit $2 trillion? They're the first ones to ever hit $2 trillion, I think. Are they? I believe they're the first ones to ever hit $2 trillion. That was Apple, wasn't it? Pretty sure. Yeah, within Let's the last couple see. of weeks, I think. Like three days ago, yeah. Like Monday or Tuesday. Yep. It was Apple. There you go. <laughs> so there you go. Yep. Yeah. Well, first U.S. company to be worth $2 trillion right. yesterday. Oh, it was, oh, it was yesterday. yesterday. Okay. I thought it was a couple of days ago, but it was yesterday. Okay. Higher yeah. than the GDP of Italy. <laughs> the entire country mm-hmm. of Italy. And Canada and Russia. Oh, God. The Italians today are going, F that. Let's jack up the wine prices. <laughs> exactly. We'll get them back. We'll get them back with all our great wine. They do have good wine. You can't take that away yeah, from they them. They do. Great food, great wine. I don't know. Like I said, no matter what, basically for me, uh, no matter who wins, I'm going to probably go from having, uh, you know, a bacon double cheeseburger to a tuna sandwich. <laughs> That's probably what's going to end up happening, right? I don't know. These I don't trust any of them. I, I try to trust them. I don't trust any of them. Whether it's at the state, the city level, county level, state level, or federal, these people are the scum of the earth, man. Anything for money. Now you know why I have a hard time booking politicians on the show. Well, yeah, no, right. I, I said some of them are decent people. <laughs> Ryan Winkler would be one of them. And then we got Steve Simons, a great guy. He's been on before. No, there have been a few, you know, Mr. Garoppolo. Well, we've talked guy. about that. I think the, the, the chance for corruption is much lower at the state level than it is at the federal level. Oh, I don't think there's any question about that. I think you're absolutely right so about that. So I think that the people that tend to serve in state government or, you know, certainly local government are really, I think their heart's in the right place. You might not agree with their, all their positions. Right. No, I understand that. Well, I mean, there are a lot of things that Ryan, Ryan Winkler believes that I don't think are correct, but I yeah. get along really well with them, I think. I, at least I feel, I, yeah. you know, 
seemed like a pretty decent guy. And uh, although he's so smart, I always think that he's sort of dumbing it down for me when he talks. Well, it's a possibility. <laughs> you know, it's one of those deals. But no, I, I just uh, it's it's the people in the positions of true power. Those guys don't have any true power. Yeah. No. You know, uh, that federal power is a whole different yeah, deal, no, man. So yeah, I'm not. I'm really am not talking about. You know the the city. You know I don't like Jacob Fry. Just boy, did he ruin his life. He's done. They've completely turned on him. Yeah. And I don't know, Jacob. I don't know why you did that because that's what you're gonna. If it doesn't work, you're gonna pay the price for it. And that's exactly what's happening. Is you're paying the price for this whole thing coming apart at the seams. So when is the next Minneapolis mayoral election? Is it in two years? Is it in two years? I think it's two years. <clears throat> I yeah. think it probably is two years. Yeah. We'll take a break. Be right back. I believe Timmy will join us after mm-hmm. this, right? Tim Lammers joins us right after this with the family. Tom Bernard here, and here with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, I was reading on your website about a customer near where I grew up, North Minneapolis. They were specifically looking for a community bank. That's right, Tommy, Prestige Products. They had been with another community bank, but when their bank was acquired by a large regional bank, The owner felt like they were just seeing his business for the numbers on the page and not really understanding his long-term plans. So he met with a number of community banks in the area, including us. Luke at our branch in Shoreview met with the owner. They hit it off and Prestige Products chose to work with us. Incidentally, their favorite part of working with Luke is that he gets excited about the same things that are important to them. Having a clear understanding of your long-term goals makes for a great relationship and our difference maker for your business. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Is that Tim Lammer singing? Yep. I know it was you, Lammer. That's how he sounds. (laughs) Here's another song for you, ladies and gentlemen. How are you? What's the buzz? I just found something out that doesn't surprise me in the least. The Fauci just had surgery on his vocal cords. I was wondering with that. I was talking to the guy. Yeah, it kind of sounded like Rod Stewart after a concert. <laughs> he did. Tonight, tonight. <laughs> it's true. So Fauci did have surgery on his vocal he had cords. Some, yep, he had a polyp removed. Yeah, you could tell he had a polyp because he had a really, really gargly, googly yep, sound that voice. Happens. You know, you, you hear certain people talk and it almost, it just sounds painful. Another yeah. guy who doesn't have that, but he just got a, he has a weird voice. It, it's been a long day. Oh, yeah, Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah. I still don't. Isn't his real name like Mark Clayton? Mark Sinclair. Mark Sinclair. That's a nice name. <laughs> Mark Sinclair. What's wrong with the name Mark Sinclair? It's a great name. Sounds like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mitt Romney's fake Twitter handle. Wasn't that something weird? Mitt Romney had a fake Twitter handle. Oh, I didn't you hear about oh, this? I didn't even know. This was no, about two know. years you know, ago. That one flew by me. I, I do remember it, though. I it's don't. It's like Devin. Pierre Delecto. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Pierre Delecto. That's very good. I have a new respect for Mitt Romney. I know. He just showed a sense of humor. <laughs> Pierre <Very> Delecto. <laughs> I think the worst voice. Oh, well, I don't. Not the worst voice I've ever heard, but the. You know, it's up there for. Uh, that's got to hurt. Would be Harvey Firestein. Oh God, oh, yeah. Yes. Which I, I thought for sure he had like throat cancer or something, but yep. no, he's 
still around. He, is he still really? sounds like that. Yeah, he didn't yeah. have I don't think he had any. He has a uh it's like a genetic deformity of his vocal cords. Really? Oh, that's yeah. wow. Yep. I never knew that. I, I thought no for idea. sure he was like the biggest smoker in the world, but nope. Yeah, he's always talked like that. Yep. He was yep. the original, I, I'm trying to think, in the Broadway version of Hairspray, the Edna Turnblad. Yep. Oh, that's, that's real nice. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah, correct. He's, but he's always had that, uh, uh, kind of like Capone, kind of like Tom Hardy <laughs> and Capone, right, Tommy? Yeah, oh, my God, it's so bad. <laughs> oh, God, it's, well, that is one of the worst movies ever made. <laughs> and I love Tom Hardy. I think he's a superstar. That movie is horrendous, and he's the worst part of it. Yeah. God, is he it's bad. Too, it's movie. unfortunate. Sometimes you just take a wayward path. I guess It all so. looks good on paper. Yeah, It all looks true. good on paper. That is true. If you haven't seen it, ladies and gentlemen, Tom Hardy as Al Capone sounds just like Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> he does. Honestly, Except for he's, he's not yet. Yeah, Iago in Aladdin. Yeah, 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 Iago. Yeah, he sounds like yeah, exactly. Sounds like him too. Well, well that, if, if you wanted to, to read certain headlines and believe uh, believe them uh, about the worst movie ever made, then we could touch again on that headline I read you this morning, Tom, about Unhinged. Oh yeah, what was that again? Uh, an odious mix of falling down Joker and toxically violent American white males. Oh, my God. Um, toxically violent American white males. Of course. Did you hear, by the way, Tim, I thought of you when I heard this. Uh, the state of California is trying to change the state constitution so they are allowed to single people out based on their race. What? You believe that? They want to be able to go after people based on their race. You want to talk uh. about Nazis. Yeah, I think Jesus. they're trying to Giant repeal their, the civil rights part of their amendment, or their oh, constitution. Oh, can you read it, Andy? I'd love to hear it. Let's see. 2020 California Prop 16. Let's see. Uh, God, what? Are, are these people insane? Yes, they are. So now we can pick on you because you're white. Yeah, that worked really yep, well for black people. They want to repeal Prop 209, and Prop 209 <sighs> prohibits the state from discriminating against or granting preferential treatment to anyone based on race, sex, color, ethnicity, national origin, et cetera, et cetera. So now you can discriminate against someone based on their skin color. If they repeal it, then yes, they can <laughs> discriminate openly all they want. You people! Be so right I got back. to say to you, Seems Sprint to me all. there might be a Supreme Court challenge. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. That. I mean, I'm a used car salesman and a DJ and a really smart guy and a film critic, but I think we're all unanimous in well, thinking it's, that... I it's like the fact fly. that they want to tax people who leave the state for 10 years. Yes. So if you, if you move out of California, you have to, you pay, have to pay 10 years worth of taxes. Because they don't want you leaving, so these people are insane. Which that's like the Supreme Court will just shred that instantly. But the best part is, it's going to work retroactively. So if they pass it now, even they're going to go you, after Cortez. No, it'll if you <laughs> exactly. moved six months ago, you'll still have to pay it because you moved after the date that they set. Even <sighs> though, so they're they're. Setting a retroactive date for the law to start, which you cannot do. Have an ice cream headache suddenly. Oh, I'm telling you, California, something's wrong. Like, 
Something about seawater makes people crazy. <laughs> I swear to God. It probably does. So the well, salt just gets in their brain. I mean, this, is, this is California. I mean, we already know people are fleeing from New York City. Oh, yeah. I mean, the tax base is mm-hmm. dwindling. New York is, I think we're going back to 80s New York. Kind of seems like it. Well, speaking I, I, of uh, near water, I watched Jim Gaffigan's mm-hmm. his first episode of The Pale Tourist. It's, oh, The Pale Tourist, yeah. He does probably, what, 65 <clears throat> minutes in Canada on Canadians. And it starts out but He always starts out slow. He yeah, just sort he of does. gradually yeah, builds yep. speed. It's really funny. And I learned a lot about Canada watching him. That's an ingenious idea because what the whole premise of the show is, Tom, I don't know if you watch any of it yet. I have not. Um, yet. He goes to visit different. Well, and obviously the pandemic cut this idea short. I yeah. think. Yeah. But uh, he goes to different countries. You know, spends some time there, and then he crafts his stand-up around the culture and everything else there. Didn't and the Stephen... first one was Canada, and I, what's, I forget what the next one is. We've only watched the first one. I haven't Didn't Stephen Merchant yeah. already do that? But there's that? another one that takes place somewhere that. else, which I guess isn't as funny. But um, I think it's a great idea. And I thought, yeah, it was hilarious. I also, uh, Patty and I, we watched, um, it's called Noble Ape, another yeah. stand-up yep. deal of his, hey, which is hilarious. Funny. It is. It absolutely is, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, just a quick re-reference. I, I, when I heard that, I was listening to the national news in my car, right? And I said, there is no possible way that they're telling the truth. That's a flat-out lie. There is no way we're going to wipe out uh, the inability <laughs> to discriminate based on race. I got right on the Internet, and it's true. They want yep. to discriminate against white people. Yeah, this isn't even an exaggeration it's or anything. Un- no. They're trying to repeal nope. their Civil Rights Act. It's unbelievable. And I think you're right. Uh, it ain't ever going to happen because no, the nation's not no going to let them do that. There are any attorneys listening, call in uh, 561-228-4061. We need a little clarification. Yeah, for real. You'll be speaking for the Supreme Court of the United States. You oh, by the, the way, the jurist. he's only made two pale tourists, and the other is in Barcelona. There, oh, there we oh, go. Okay. Barcelona. I'm sure he'll get back into it when he can, but, you know, what can you yeah, do? Yeah, so but if you want to learn about man. Canada and have some yeah, fun. he's making a lot of movies. He is. Well, uh, yeah. Great guy, too. Jim Gaffigan's a great guy. I think he's doing pretty well for himself. Indeed. Well, I think last year he made like seventy million, something like that. So I think he's doing okay. Hmm. But a really nice guy, really, really decent human being. But what are you going to do? So basically, we've just crushed Doug's soul. He wants to go home and go to bed. <laughs> it's Doug. What, what is wrong with these people? I, I, I want to be able to discriminate against you. I'm like, what? What do you mean? Why do you want to discriminate against me? What did I ever do? Well, it's it's like an affirmative action kind of thing. They want to be able to explicitly say, you know, white, no whiteies allowed kind of thing. No whiteies allowed. And don't you forget it. Right? Right. Look at how sad Doug looks. I know. It's terrible. Well, it's terrible. Yeah. I've been warning you about your people for years. <laughs> My people. <laughs> Californians? Yeah, California used to be, I never remember which is red and which is blue. Red, red is, is the Republican. Okay, they used to be red until R 92. R for R. Yeah. Reliably red until 1992. Oh, yeah. Right. Still R in center, center state. It's San Francisco. Reagan was the governor in the 60s. Right. <laughs> That's true. It's, well, not long ago, we had on Donald Schwarzenegger as the governor. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was a reaction to, uh, my, to Jesse. Yep. I got a, a note from my ex-wife when 
Jessie became the governor of Minnesota. She goes, what in the heck is wrong with you people? She's a native New Yorker. But mm-hmm. she'd moved to California four years later Uh-oh. and like, hmm, the join the wrong? club. <laughs> exactly. I yeah, still get blamed for all that, you know. Huh? I still get blamed for all of that. Well, I blame you for it. I know you do. You were the Everything. first one that did blame me for it. I think Minnesota still has Jesse, the most. Arnold, Al Franken, Sarah Palin, and it all goes back to your Boy, dad. Sarah's looking good. I saw her on TV last night. What an attractive <laughs> woman, man. Oh, I think Minnesota still wins for the most celebrities voted into office. Yeah, though. probably true. So we've got at least three, right? You got Al Franken, you got Jesse Ventura, you got, who's the other one? I thought there was a third one. There is a third one. There is a third one, no, but I can't think of it one. from a while ago, I think. All right, we'll take a break. Be right back. Another segment with Timmy Lammers right after this with the family. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more. And please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Amy Lammers. Okay, Amy Lammers. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Great news. Uh, Southbridge Crossing Cinema by Marcus is opening tomorrow. And what's the name of the movie I'm going to see? Unwanted? Unhinged. Unhinged. That's what it is. Unhinged. Yes, it's definitely playing at, I should check for you for sure, Tommy, but uh, it's at least Three Marcus theaters in the Twin Cities I know are showing. Where is so, Southbridge Crossing? 169, just south of. It's on, what is it? County Road 28, just south of 169. Hmm. It's kind of on the. You know, you go to, if you go down 169 to get to Mystic Lake. Oh, okay. It's okay. the first exit. After you cross over the bridge, gotcha. it's the okay. first exit. You go down to the left and yep, it's right I, there. I know right where it is. A bunch of good restaurants, too. The Tokyo is a really good Japanese restaurant Ooh. down there. It's really good. So we're looking forward to that. Finally, go get sit in a movie theater and watch a movie. What do you think of that? A new movie because I didn't go see you know all the superhero ones that they yeah. had going. Now, we hate. watched uh, Onward that came out like four months ago. Good movie. It pretty was good. pretty good. Uh, but that's I don't know. I think that might be the only new movie we've watched. Otherwise, we're just watching old stuff. Really. Yeah, well, that's pretty much what it what it is. I've been watching old TV series. I know that. I've been watching. I started watching The Mentalist again. That's a good oh, show. I've never seen that. I love that show. The Mentalist. He was mm-hmm. really good. Simon Baker stars <laughs> in it. Really, really good. But you Just know, to confirm, it is at the Southbridge Crossing. Yeah, baby. There you go. It's at the Marcus Southbridge Crossing at Marcus Rosemount Ten and Marcus Oakdale Seventeen. So it's at all three of them. Perfect. Yeah, all three of them. Uh, so, yeah, and then it's it's about 20 different screens in the Twin Cities area, stretching out as far as Monticello, which is out my way. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, again, it's it's 
touted as the first um, wide opening during the pandemic. 2,000 yep, screens. Yep. Normally a big opening is 3,000, but we're talking about yeah. showing this thing only mm-hmm. in the hinterlands and not in New York or L.A. So I don't know how the I don't know how the box office is going to do. I mean, you know, without New York and L.A., it it'll be interesting to see. It's a thirty-three million dollar picture, so I guess if you're going to take a hit, you take a hit with a thirty-three million dollar film. That, instead that, of that's cheap by dollars. modern standards. It is very right? cheap by modern standards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's also the fact that it's a supply and demand kind of thing, and demand is probably the highest it's been since what the 1930s for a movie. So yeah, that's true. That's so you know, no matter what you release, in every screen is going to be nearly packed for at least a few days. So yeah, well, I mean, you got your social distancing. I think what people miss, I personally, you know, I, you can feel the atmosphere. I, I could, you know, I could, I just as soon watch a movie at home. But you know, when you're in a theater that's packed and the crowd is into it and they're collectively jumping out of their seats or covering their eyes or cringing, that's fun, you know? And I mm-hmm. think people miss that fun, and I think this is a sort of movie, while it is very, very brutal, um, it is something that collectively they can feel, and I think people miss that sort of thing. It's like a John Wick kind of thing? Exactly. Where it's yeah. like all Except violence, but real people, yeah, people are like really into it. God, that was so far over the top, the last one. Yes, it absolutely was. was. It was you and me and uh, and two other guys in the whole theater. It was so bad, I was just laughing half Mm -hmm. the time. God, it was amazing. Well, I have to tell you quickly, just before this call, I did a a Zoom thing uh, with John Leguizamo um, for a different film he's in. I, I write for different publications, and he got cut out of three altogether. He was supposed to be in three. Oh, really? He was in two and even had a fight scene, <laughs> and they cut that out, wow. and he was really pissed off. But now that he's directing a film, which I'll review in a couple of weeks, called Critical Thinking, it's a great film, um, he's learned you know, the sacrifices you need to make when you're directing a feature film and that you've got to cut things out. So he understands better, and he says, yeah, I'd be nuts if they asked me to do four and five, I'm in. He says, I'm yeah, definitely. of course, absolutely. But you've, you've talked to him before, haven't you? Yeah, he's a very nice guy. Oh, what a great guy. Great guy. First time I've talked with him. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, he's just like chums, you know. He's just an easy guy to talk with. Yeah, that, he is. He absolutely is. You know, to tell you the truth, most truly good actors or big stars are pretty decent people. You can run across some that are pains in the ass, but they all play in the NBA. So, anyway. <laughs> NBA is the most arrogant organization oh, God, on the yeah. face of the earth. It is amazing how arrogant those people are. How's uh, it going in the bubble anyway? Yeah, how they doing in the bubble? Uh, no, no Minnesota Timberwolves, right? The, no, the Tim- and uh, even if they were there, I've never been an NBA fan. I, I, you know, some college. I was back in the day. I was a big Celtics fan back in the day. But I've never, I've never been much of a Timberwolves fan because they've never been any good. I don't think I could name one Timberwolf. Kevin Garnett, biggest prick ever born. I thought Kevin Garnett was a NASCAR driver. <laughs> yeah, there you go. What about you, Who Doug? Am I you an NBA fan? Well, I grew up in Boston, so I followed the Celtics for a long time. Yeah, and, of course. You know, probably into the early 90s was when I started to switch to, you know, my two favorite sporting events of the year, the Masters Golf Tournament and then, uh, 
you know, the 64, the NC2A basketball tournament. That's, yeah. that's just yeah. great. It's it always is. been great, and it probably yeah. always will be, hopefully. Well, in the 90s, everyone knew, you know, there was Michael Jordan, of course, Dennis Rodman, there was Shaq, you know, they were, yeah. all, they were all legends. But nowadays, I don't even know. Kobe's gone. Well, LeBron yeah. James is. I That's mean, true. LeBron you, you is can like name him in that LeBron club. LeBron is. He's, you could argue. You could make this a sports show, and we could argue about yeah. who's better for their next ten years. But but in terms of name recognition, I think LeBron is the only one who really. He's anywhere near that whole the Jordan Shaq kind of complex. I have to run something by as long as we're talking sports. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about that sports announcer that uh, typed a little too quickly? Oh, oh, oh. What? I heard it. Well, I didn't hear it, but I heard what he said. Okay, picture the word nuggets in your head. The Denver Nuggets, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Picture the word nuggets. Oh, there's a key what right letter, next to you. That's that's a what? It's an I. Okay, and uh, for the nuggets, what's next to oh, the E? No. Oh, yeah. Hmm. The R this. would be right next to the E. Yeah. I heard the, the story the, this morning, and Hello? I it didn't hit me. It's Tom Brenneman. I mean, yeah, he's done a lot of stuff. They let anybody in this building. I just found that out just I now. I myself a plenty of cushion, I thought, to arrive here. No, we're doing the first hour. We haven't even started this. The well, second hour starts in like three, five minutes. You're good. But sit down and relax. Oh, okay. We're going to ask so you if you've I'm, ever... I mean, I'm, I'm not... You're, you're live on the air right now. People you're are going... You want to be here at one, right? You want me here now, right? Yeah, yeah. right. Oh, yeah. No, no, yeah, not yeah. now. It's great. How are you guys? Good. Great to see you. Did that sound sincere? Right. No, it did. <laughs> Prax, try it again. Thing with my mask on, Absolutely. You can. Kind of muffled. Oh, I thought you because I was here. That's why you want to put your mask on. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So Paul Walzer burst into the room uh, as we're finishing up the first hour of the podcast. He'll be our guest on Car Selling Secrets shortly. There you go. Now, Tom Brenneman worked where before before this job? Because he was he in the middle. Done some football stuff i mean i i know that uh, you know regional games vikings i don't know he's right. never been part of the big crew like the aikman and who's the other that guy uh that nobody likes joe oh joe buck buck oh god is he obnoxious but i know tom brenneman's definitely done some nfl stuff yeah i thought so now joe buck to his the the last season of that uh brockmeyer show it's You're leaving already? Future. We pissed you off that oh, much? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show. No, uh, Joe Buck Thanks appears in a segment in the last episode of uh, the oh, new Brockmire. It's set yeah. in the future. Yeah. And he's promoting his book, Joe Buck Yourself. And then, <laughs> I, I, at least he showed a sense of humor. Right? Joe Buck Yourself is good. Now, that is that is good. But his dad, his dad was a very... Jack Buck was phenomenal. But Joe is just way too arrogant. He's got that that air about him is like, oh, you don't like that guy. <laughs> I don't yeah. think I've read any one kind word about the man. No, I never I have mean, either. Nobody likes the well, guy. He's really the Nickelback of sports announcers. Yeah, he he's is. actually pretty good at <laughs> he it. He actually is. But because right. some people started making fun of him, then everybody makes fun of him. But he's a dink. That's the biggest problem. Maybe you should go on tour with Nickelback. That would be <laughs> hysterical. <laughs> They'd probably make a Joe fortune. Buck yourself with Nickelback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Famous line is... That was a disgusting act by Randy Moss. Yep, I remember. Drop, fake dropping his pants. Yeah, except he didn't drop his pants. No, he I didn't. Mean, he faked I don't it. know, man. I, I, I thought it was funny, and honestly, oh, if God. it was a Packer that did it to us, I don't think I would have been offended. No. 
You know, why did he have to make such a deal about it? Because he's a candy ass, pampered by his old man. Apparently. We'll God. see you tomorrow night. That's all I remember about Jack Buck right <laughs> Yeah, there. yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. Love it. Such enthusiasm, Joe. Yeah, you know, Joe's One really of the greatest boring. moments in sports history, at least to me. And, yeah. Well, and the other problem is when he's on with Aikman, they do look quite a bit like Beavis and Butthead. They I mean, do. They really do. That's true. That's <laughs> that a doesn't good point. help. Oh, we gotta, you got to take a break here because Paul will be back. We're going with Car Selling Secrets. Timmy, unhinged, probably Sunday afternoon, Sunday early evening. I look forward to your thoughts on the movie. So you didn't like it, huh? I, I, no, I thought it was great. Oh, it's just eight out of ten on the laminometer. Oh, that's right, eight out of ten. Wow, that's high praise. No, no, it was that that one uh, review uh, headline. That guy didn't like it. Oh, that guy didn't like it. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) No, no, no. People, no. I think it's really a strong movie. It's it's over the top. I will warn you ahead of time. Oh, I'm sure it's true. But but also too, I mean, it's like you walk out there and it's like you know what, this stuff can be real to some extent. Yeah, that's true. You know, so it's it's. uh, thought-provoking movie in that sense so all righty matt well uh doug andy have a great weekend tommy you as well and enjoy the film thank you, you very Tim. much to me we'll take yeah. a break a couple of minutes away from car selling secrets what, who's your guest again nobody nobody you don't have anybody coming in <laughs> okay paul walzer paul walzer will join us in just a couple of minutes car selling secrets